Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Caraway. I'm Lisa Pace. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law, and with me as always, DJ Mark. Sup. Unfortunately, Lavender Gooms is sick. My man didn't yep. sound good on Saturday when I talked to him. When I went on my rant post UFC 294, a rant that Mark had to hear, and then he left, and I still had more rant left in me, so I had to call Mike. Didn't feel any better on Sunday, and now he's just coughing up a storm. Does not have the Rona, I'm assuming. The man just got the fucking, you know, got the fucking shot. So you'd hope he doesn't. So hopefully he's back next week. Um, Marcus, though, Mike, you know, realizing we had a hole here, still sent in what the national days are. So Mm -hmm. we got got our bases covered for us. Yeah. So, by the way, this podcast today is going to be all about UFC 294, like entirely, because there's nothing coming up. And that's all that happened. So just heads up. We're going to get to that shortly. But. It is National Boston Cream Pie Day. Nice. Right on. Not a bad one. National iPod Day. iPod being introduced on October 23rd, 2001. So. I mean, kind of antiquated at this point, but sure. Yes. It is National Horror Movie Day. Okay. Yeah, we've talked about those. Just the season. Yeah. And finally. And this is why I'm questioning the veracity of this list, if I'm being honest with you. A happy National Slap Your Annoying Coworker Day. So. Mm, that seems problematic. I seems like a questionable, yeah. A questionable one if there ever was one. So. Anyway, um, Mike's always here for us. So we'll be back. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully. Meantime, we're going to talk about two UFC, UFC 294, or, or they could have just called it UFC 294. We told you that wasn't going to be very good, because I think we did. Um, yeah, Marcus. Uh, some interesting things happened. Some, a lot of bad things happened, felt like. <laughs> a lot of decisions were made. <laughs> General chaos. There was far more warlord on screen than I needed there to be. A warlord warlord children on screen than there needed to be. There was bad doctors. There was, if you, we're going to talk about the prelims, Mark, where every single fight either had bad scoring, cheating, um, or I'm cheating in the sense I'm talking about like hair pulling legal shots, um, bad doctors, or motherfuckers fighting with staff. That's everybody, every fight in the prelims. A very lawless prelims. Exactly. It seems like. Exactly. So we're going to talk about that. Um, But let's go first with the main event. Marcus. When they tell you you got to fight a guy on 12 days notice and you need to make a statement, that's what you fucking do, man. Islam Makachev went out there and left no fucking doubt in this one. Short fight, sure. but I think we learned that uh, this isn't just that uh, I think some other people are learning what you and me have been saying and Mike's been saying as well. This isn't just Diet Khabib out there. Islam's a, is a real motherfucker. What do we see from him? Yeah, I mean, the fight ended quicker than 
I thought it would. Um, and in a fashion I wasn't quite anticipating, you know, I don't know how many KOs TKOs Islam has on his record. I think they're few and far between, but yeah, big head kick KO to, to Volk wasn't exactly what I thought, um, you know, how this fight would end. Although people have kind of dissected Volk's shortcomings and how he defends the head kicks is something that has come up previously, mostly in the lead up to the year fight. Um, cause Volk has this tendency to try to block high kicks with just the one hand with the one hand guard. And for the most part, it's been kind of working out, you know, that those kicks, he does absorb probably more of it than he should. If he put two hands up or just evaded the high kick altogether. Um, but ultimately he's been getting away with it. Right. Um, until this Islam fight. Right. And, and I don't even know if it is just having the one hand. I mean, cause it kind of got past his, his, his guard there anyways, and just, it cracked him right in the dome. And, and that's all she wrote. So that just kind of happens when you're fighting. Yeah, he these said bigger, he said he guys. saw it. He says I saw it. It just I didn't. I thought I blocked it, and I didn't. Yeah. It went right over the top yep. of that one hand of his too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever think also maybe he's just like normally the guys I fight aren't that big, so the leg doesn't go as high. Honest question. Like, uh, I, I mean, it just it's just one of those things where like it it doesn't catch you, or maybe you don't see those deficiencies as big as deficiencies until you get caught seriously like this and you lose a fight over it, right? Like he's gotten hit with head kicks with this defense before, but it hasn't seriously rocked him before. Like I think Holloway hit him with some, and then, you know, yeah, year that was a big thing where it's like, you know, the sky throws really heavy kicks. That could be, you know, how he wins that fight. Didn't really come. By the way, that that was his fifth knockout win third in the UFC. The other ones in the UFC was he KO'd with uh, just KO punch. Glyson Tebow in 57 seconds. Did he really want hit her? Like did he, from standing or I was gonna TKO? Say, that one sounds like a, a standing one. Bobby Green TKO. I think he got on top. I just beat Bobby Green's ass. That was a ground pound. Yeah. yeah, that was ground pound. So yeah. I want to say if he beat Tebow by, in 57 seconds with a punch, I'm imagining <laughs> it was a standing one. Unless he took him down, yeah. cracked him once, and that was, you know, that was that. But man, he's really good. Like, I, you say he's the best pound for pound fighter in the world. I'm, I got it. Sure. I, I'll, I believe you. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to see him do more defending this belt, obviously. I he think has an opportunity here, man. Honestly, defending yeah. this belt. That, like, I mean, Khabib could have. Khabib, that's my argument always against like Khabib. People saying Khabib is the greatest of all time. And this is purely subjective. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's no right answer here. But I've always found the guys who are the truly great ones, the ability to like hold the, a belt and run a division yeah. through multiple generations, like. GSP, Anderson Jones, all these guys beat like three generations mm-hmm. almost of fighters. Yeah. Like they did that. That's a real achievement. Like they beat the previous generation, they beat their current generation, and they beat the next generation. Then eventually lost. Like Mighty Mouse was the same way. Mighty Mouse ran through multiple, like, yeah. you know, it's I hard. It's, so mm-hmm. it's important to be the champion, not just because it means you're not losing, right? You to be the champion, you have to maintain wins, right? You can't be a champion and have lost fights, potentially, right? Um but it also means you should be fighting, you know, the best of that division, right? You should be fighting the cream of the crop. When you're working your way up, you're fighting other contenders, you know, and some of those guys may prove to be themselves caliber of, you know, championship level. And, you know, some of those older wins could hold more, more value as their careers kind of progress as well. But I, I think it's also that that motivation, too. It's it's easy to be motivated when there's a big prize that you're working towards, right? I think it's harder when you're at top of the mountain defending for as long as those legends that you talked about before. So I, I, I do give credence to those champions that really, um, you know, get the belt and then can, can defend it numerous times. I think that that becomes really difficult, especially when you're on your fifth, fourth, 
you know, sixth, seventh, eighth title defense. And it's kind of like, where's the drive still, you know, to, to maintain, to, to be where you're already at is it, it's harder to maintain than to always striving to, to reach that next level. So we'll see, you know, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's a talent rich division, which has a new generation that's coming up that hasn't really gotten a lot of the respect quite yet. It seems like the old guard still getting a lot of the opportunities. We'll see as those fade out, but Islam's definitely the future in 155, I think. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Volkanovsky real quick. Oh, by the way, next, people are... Depends how punitive the UFC wants to be, I guess, is what it sounds like. Because it sounds like... Well, Islam is like, oh, Oliveira doesn't deserve it, which I'm just like... You didn't seem to say that before they booked this thing, but okay. And yeah. uh, obviously, him and Gaethje share a manager, Islam and Gaethje. So <laughs> there's that narrative appears. They're both trying to put out there that Gaethje deserves it. Um, I don't care. My feelings about this title shot, about who's next in this weight class, you're going to hear in a few moments here when we talk about my feelings about how they booked this. Um, but first, Volkanovsky. Um I had certain thoughts about this, Mark, but then I heard what he said in the post-fight interview where he said he needed this fight and it wasn't because of money, is that he was losing his mind not fighting. <laughs> I like, I'm like, not everybody might know this, but like mental health and stuff is a really big deal, I think, personally, for me. And like we talk <laughs> about it, like you and me actually talk about it. We all talk about it. It's something that people are more and more comfortable speaking with. And specifically, it seems like, men are becoming more and more comfortable speaking with it because mm -hmm. there's always the stigma of being a dude and like, you don't want to share and shit like that. Like, up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like everybody suffers from different things. We all have our own cross to bear and stuff. And like Volkanovsky, um, I already thought him getting viciously KO'd Mark and maybe he shouldn't fight in two months or whatever it is. Sure. Two and a half months yeah. against a fucking knockout artist. And if that results in them fucking up this division with a Max and Ilya fight and whatever, who cares? This guy probably shouldn't fight because he needs to, like, sort this out. Because he's he's 35 years old. We all know the stat. In terms of male fighters, I think only one fighter has ever won a championship fight. Um, welterweight, below middleweight. The only one is, Ty is Tyron Woodley. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that's done it. Um okay. And uh, fuck, awesome. Tyron's the man, by the way. Um, not enough talk about there. He needs to go sort this out about himself because we are on the other end for him. Even if you, that stat isn't, isn't gospel. But like, he's 35 years old, is not going to get better. Like, he's not going to get, we've seen prime Volkanovsky. It already existed, you know? He needs to be comfortable with, like, having a purpose that isn't having a fight booked because you don't want to be BJ Penn fighting people in bars in Hawaii. Sure. So like he might want to, in my opinion, I don't think he should fight in January at all um, for multitude of reasons. And the UFC was the commission here and they gave him a 45 day suspension. I know I'm asking a lot from this place, which hasn't shown to have any heart under the current ownership at all. He should not fight in January. He really shouldn't. What do you think? Uh, yeah. And I mean, I think it's become a little apparent and I, I think these big losses, these, one was more surprising than the other one, but you look at, you know, city kickboxing and, you know, him and Izzy had very busy schedules, right? Like these, these were champions that were fighting very often. And when they finally do succumb to a loss, it seems like both of them were kind of like, yeah, I kind of need to slow down a little bit. I mean, um, Izzy definitely after his last loss against Strickland. Um, and I, I, 
I guess Volk didn't really say one way or the other if you didn't want to. No, no, he just said he needed to fight. He was getting emotional talking about this, and he's just like, there's nothing wrong. I have a great fam. I've seen his, I follow Volk on YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel. It's fun. He cooks, you know. He's not that great at it. Which seems like like an outlet. But like, yeah, he does it for fun. Like, it's good. And like, he's got a great family, happy life. He talked about it, man. And you just, you got to like, you got to be comfortable in those roles and recognize, you know, and not, his identity isn't being a cage fighter. Your profession isn't your entire identity. There's more to it than that. And it's a big ask when you're, yeah, when you're the best, when you're a fucking home country hero, it's a big ask, obviously what I'm saying, but like, it's his entire identity. It's all these guys identity, right? I mean, it's, it's, it is what has made them who they are. It's what puts bread on the table. And I think, you know, anyone who's a cage fighter at that level, I mean, just even at the UFC level is like a highly motivated person. Mm -hmm. And I do think, you know, the time off in between fights can be difficult and they kind of probably feel very listless and you know what's, and I think it's just the, the, those highs and lows, you know, you hit that high of like, you're in a championship fight, you know, you, it's not even just like the moment of the fight, but it's months leading up to it, all the promotion, all the anxiety, all these guys feel, you know, for the weeks leading up to it. And then, you know, to have the event to go out there and, and be victorious and, you know, all the hard work pays off and you get a big paycheck and everyone's talking about how you're the greatest of all time and this, that, and the other. I, I can imagine that the come down on that is very difficult when you're sitting around your house. And even though, you know, you can look and be like, Oh, look, he makes YouTube videos. Those are really fun and popular. That's another way he could pivot. But like, I think there's a, probably a humbling, humbling effect when he's done with his little YouTube c- cooking show, he takes the bite of his burrito. He turns the camera off, and it's like, "What do I do now? Yeah, what do yeah, I do, do now? What do I do? I don't this have a camera. This I don't, isn't I don't have a date. twenty million. Yeah. This isn't twenty million people screaming my name as I walk back to the, the dressing room. And I mean, he said he, he also me. said he says I didn't do this for money, and he did honestly good because th- apparently I was listening to the Luke Thomas and uh, Born in Combat, Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell, and Luke was mm-hmm. saying none of us know. He says, but if I am listening to what I've heard about other people. They probably gave him another $2 million extra on top of whatever he makes. So he probably walks. He says, I think he thinks Alex probably walks away out of this one with like five to seven, maybe around five million to seven million of this fight, depending on pay-per-view buys. Just great, man. Maybe he does. He makes that money. It's great. But like, I don't know, man. You got to take care of yourself. So, um, all right. Let's talk about what I, my feelings on them booking this fight. I think. You know, this isn't a surprise to you. We already talked about this. I think they wasted this fight. I firmly believe the UFC, we've been talking about this for months, if not years. The current ownership of the UFC does not plan ahead. They do not look past the next pay-per-view, the next event at all. And I think they're doing them. I think they, in this case, probably cost themselves some money. It doesn't matter. They're printing money. Mm-hmm. Right. They're worth $12 billion. The whole fucking organization of WWE is worth 21. But I really think this was a stepping over dollars to pick up pennies situation because I don't think the I don't to be clear. I don't think they did a disservice to Islam necessarily. I mean, sure. He, he's I mean, maybe people will give him more credit if he was full camp. And I don't necessarily think they did a disservice to Volk. Volk did a service to himself, probably taking this fight. We made a lot of money. Um, All that. Um. I think they did a disservice to the fan base because I, if you look at the 155 pound rankings, there's nobody coming. There's nobody listed that is 
anywhere in the zip code as a compelling matchup for Islam Mahachev as this rematch was, was for Alex Volkanovsky. And they did it the right way the first time, man. The first time they brought Alex into the cage and Islam had just won the belt and they said, we want to, these two are going to fight each other in four months, in three months, whatever it was, in Australia, right? This was the fight. That was the, that is right now fight of the year for most people, the first fight, right? That's not an exact science, whatever. It's up there though, right? This fight deserved proper promotion. It deserved a three-month build. It deserved a proper countdown show that wasn't put together in 12 minutes. It deserved, a. they're not going to go on world tour, I get it. But it deserved Alex going on SportsCenter. It deserved Islam going on SportsCenter. It deserved Dana going and yelling about it on every. It deserved this fight. Because the first fight proved this is the best this sport has to offer, these two guys. And they both lived up to it. And I'm not saying the outcome would have been any different. I really don't. But I really think they did a disservice to the fan base by not giving this to proper promotion because... There's nothing that's close for his. I mean, Islam might lose. Weird shit happens, right, man? Anybody could lose to anybody in the sport. But mm -hmm. in terms of proper, Justin Gaethje, I'm supposed to get excited. I saw Justin Gaethje fight. I know he's not the same fighter, but I've seen Justin Gaethje lose two title fights. Okay. To two different type of fighters. And quite frankly, I don't know how he's going to, I mean, again, weirder shit happens. He's not going to win this. I saw Charles Oliveira fight uh, Islam Mahachev. It wasn't close. These young guys coming up. And Matias Gamrot was the backup fighter, Mark. He's a wrestler. How do we think that's going to go? You know, Armin Sarukian, I love Armin Sarukian. He's not there yet. Benil Dariush is not there yet. These guys are not like on the same planet. Justin Poirier is going to get his ass whooped. Michael Chandler doesn't stand a fucking chance, right? Like, I don't know. I don't. I thought they did. I thought they made a mistake. I honestly think I, I'm disappointed in that. I'm disappointed I didn't get three months to get excited. And if the result was that, fine. Because like we, we talked about it last week. Didn't we say like, oh, people are saying this is a better card. And I'm like, how? I'm This isn't like, this isn't a video game. The guy's got to prepare. Like, this isn't better. You got Just because you like slapped it on and said it's next weekend doesn't make it better because you like Volkanovsky more than Oliveira. You got to do these things the right way. And I don't think they did. That's my rant. What do you think? Am I on the same? Yeah. Are you on the same page no. with me at all? <laughs> No, I, I think you're right. I think it is. It was just a short-sighted decision where they needed to rescue this card, and they could have put on an inferior fight, right? Like like a Gamrot or someone else in the division that wasn't, you know, anywhere near Volk. Which I mean, I think there's very few people. And like you said, it just there's this weird optics at 155 where even though Islam, there's a, a good amount of these guys he hasn't fought because he fought Habib, and they, their their styles are so similar. We kind of think like, well, if he couldn't beat Habib, is, he gonna, is an Islam fight even competitive? Or is it even like fun to think about? And a lot of them just don't seem super compelling. So I agree with you. Like there's not a lot for, for 155, which I think has a lot of one good talent, like and a lot of action talent, like the style that this champion is, I think leads it to believe that like these guys aren't going to be serious contenders that are really going to be able to push Islam into difficult fights and that he should win these fights fairly handily, much like Khabib did. And maybe that is unfair, right? Maybe he fights Gate Justin Gaethje and it's completely different, right? Maybe maybe we're being short-sighted to be like, oh, well, Habib and Islam are two different fighters. We can't really just say like, oh, because one beat the other. But it, it's on the outset, Bob, like, I agree with you. It's not exciting. Like, I'm not excited for that fight. And you're right that this Volk fight 
given the proper buildup and given, you know, if Islam would have fought Oliveira here and won that fight, then he has, there's a fight between them where they won. Volk already went down to 145 and defended his belt, potentially would have defended it again against uh, Tapura. And it, it builds both those guys' auras back up, where in this case, it was like, well, we, we saw Volk went back down, beat Yair. That was very impressive. So I think some of that built up. And that made some of this like, okay, maybe he could do something. We saw him go down. We saw him just win a fight against you know a really talented, explosive fighter. Maybe he can make some adjustments against Islam in, in 12 they, days. They, they, are, a, a, they don't promote. I want, I want to get no. excited for fights. This isn't like – the UFC aren't the Warriors. Where I'm just like, all right, fuck it, it's Tuesday night, let's watch the fucking battle. They wanted $80 fucking dollars, man. I want you to justify yeah. $80 to me. I'm not asking you to justify the $9 a month or whatever ESPN Plus I paid, okay? I don't remember. I actually paid right. for that one, I promise. You get the okay? right to, to, to buy the pay That is not the same thing. This is a fucking pay-per-view, okay? Let me tell you, like, you gotta, like, even wrestling knows that. You gotta give me a reason. You build to the fucking show. You don't just put it on and say, well, it's Saturday. It's once a month. The UFC's like, here's 80 fucking. Make me want to watch it, bro. Could there could there be, could they lower their own prices too? Does it have to be 80? Because I, mean, I think the problem here is that, well, I think the problem here is that like, look, they, they want to charge $80. Mm. If they can't discount their own pay-per-view when they have a lesser card, because, okay, let's say they couldn't get Volk and it was Gamrot. Let's say they couldn't he get shouldn't have fought and it's any, honestly, real talk. Champion shouldn't fight anybody on, on, on 10 days notice. What the fuck are we doing? Sure. Let's be honest with ourselves. This is a yeah. real sport. Because Dana's up there puffing up his chest about how Islam's a... He'll take on anybody. And I'm like, what? Are they going to protect you, you if you have. lost that? But like, you shouldn't. None of them should. They sh this pay-per-view shouldn't have happened. Would you rather have non-title? There should have been no pay-per-view. This canceled pay-per-view. This, this, that's it. I wouldn't be... Tough um... shit. Talk, put on, yeah. call it a fight night. I mean, it's not a pay-per-view. Don't charge money for it. We all sit back at okay. the, time that John, the time that John Jones smartly refused to not fight. I don't care how much worse Chael Sonnen is than John Jones. He went from fighting an a right-handed overhand right fucking power puncher to a southpaw who only was going to grapple him nonstop. They wanted him to do that on 10 days notice and John Jones' coaches are like, nah. And the, Dana White has got this stuck in his head that somehow this is the greatest injustice that's ever happened to this stupid fucking company. And I... You can go listen to the podcast. You can't actually, but if you listen to the podcast back then, I said a bunch of bad stuff about John Jones. Okay. I think we all did. Mark might have been the most even keeled. We all thought Jones remember. was fucking terrible about it. John Jones made the right decision. Greg Jackson made the right decision. John Winklejohn, whatever, Mike Winklejohn, fucking Malky, they all did the right thing there because that's not what you're supposed to do. This is a real sport. Okay. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just getting, Niners are losing. I'm getting even more heated. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's just like, what are their options? What could they do? Because, yeah, making it not a pay-per-view, making it a fight night, I think if that's an option, great. Making it a pay-per-view and maybe having it only be 40 bucks instead of 80 when you have to make a bunch of last-minute... When you know your card's inferior, it's like, can they lower the price? Do they have any wiggle room with ESPN and the pay-per-views? Sure, I would I, imagine... I'm sure they, ESPN is like... I'm sure this did a good... You know what it is? I bet this did great, though. Because they got a big, they got a big audience for this guy. There's a big star. Well, they sold out. They sold out. Like you said, they 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 sold a what could have been a big tentpole event, right? They could have made this rematch should have been like you said, it should have been the main event, which it was, but it should have had a card that was stacked, that had promotion for months, that really got all the wheels of the UFC, you know, turning. And they didn't. They cashed out for a quick grab because they needed to fix this card. And yeah, I think they did a disservice to the fans. They probably did a disservice to their own financial means. But the train keeps going, right? And I think that's the thing that's probably the most important. Yeah. Is like, look, we don't want to rock, 
We don't want to promote us. We don't want we're contact creators, baby. We have a schedule. It's like a YouTuber. <laughs> and and Bob, if they do this thing where maybe they can't be like, oh, well, maybe this pay-per-view $60, that opens up the the floodgates to be like, well, why is this one worth $80? And this one, you know, when they start fudging that. So it's like, look, we're going to throw the best stuff we can at the wall. It's short-sighted. We're potentially going to lose more money in the long run when we could have done a bigger event in the future. Um, but we got to keep it moving. So that's what they did. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Now that that mess is dealt, let's go with the next mess, the co-main event. There's so much just with this fight, Mark, the Kamzat fight, uh, with the Kamzat Kadyrov. I'm sorry, not Kamzat Kadyrov. I get confused because he hangs out with the Kadyrov family so much. I mean Kam Kamzat uh, Chimeyev, okay? My dude talks a lot of shit, okay? And you know what you do? You know what I said? The main event is what you do when you fight an opponent on who's coming off the couch on 12 day notice, who you're bigger than. That's how you perform. You want to know how you don't perform? Co-main event. Kamzat Chimeyev um, might be the best first-round fighter we've seen. I don't even mean that part as an insult. In the first round, he is a fucking demon, Mark. Nobody has touched him in the first round. He's not, he's not losing any first rounds, okay? <laughs> he is fucking people up in the first round. He did like a trip take. Was it like a trip thing he did on? Like Kamaru went ass over TK. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you want to talk about, I mean, you want to go through the fight real quickly and say what happened because, you know, we're already 25 minutes in. Go quick, abridged version of what actually happened and we'll go into the nonsense of it after that, I guess. It, sure. I mean, yeah. Chemayev uh, had a great first round. He got Usman down fairly quickly, got his back, and then kind of rode him for the rest of the, the round. You know, didn't do a lot of damage at all. You know, there were some little punches here and there. He got a couple rear naked choke attempts or some neck crank attempts which some looked you know fairly strong but it, it was a good first round performance where he was in a dominant position the whole round um and then the second round it definitely just seemed like he kind of took it off whether it was just fatigue or you know after the fight we're hearing that maybe he hurt his hand or something but like the second round really didn't do much and, and Usman didn't really do too much. It was kind of, you know, they kind of threw some punches here and there from what I remember. Was it the over? I, I think, think the overhand right of Usman was the best. The only thing that happened that anybody remembered was he cracked him with an overhand right. That was it, right? I think he got, I think he got him with like a good one too. Um, and then Kazmat towards the end of the round, they take him down like the last 20 seconds, yeah. but there was really, there was no damage there. And then uh, the third round, you know, Usman kind of, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a loss. Usman lost by decision. Um, but it's one of these performances where like, for moving up to 185, which he never had fought at that weight class before, for doing it on 10 days' notice, and for fighting this guy that had, you know, this prospector aura that, like, this guy's unbeatable. Um, I was saying Usman's knees were just going to explode at any given Those moment. Those stories like, were wild. Oh, my God. People were convincing. Yeah, People were inventing injuries. It was insane leading up to this thing. <laughs> there's all any, but, like, he did, he did what he had to do to kind of, like, lose a decision, but still save face. Because at the end of the day, like, a lot of people were like, for what he had to go through for the performance and the third round, he came on strong. He was throwing some heavy punches um, and a lot of people gave him that last round. So it's kind of one of those things where mm -hmm. it's like, well, you know, he lost the decision. But like, I think in like the public's eye, kind of his stock went rules, up, bro. I think his stock yeah, went up. It, he, I saw him saying he felt he couldn't get off early. He said he was a little bit slow starting and he thought he couldn't pull the trigger. And I'm like, I don't disagree with that. But I also think you I came out of this one thinking because Usman's like 37, I think maybe 38 years old. I don't know. Yeah, he might be a little younger there. than us, maybe 36. But I came out of this one thinking like, I'm not saying Usman's going to be middleweight champion, 
But Usman, like, it's like when Jose Aldo got down to 135, and I'm like, oh, there's some, like, we got some legs here. Like, he, he can have a nice, like, little run here with some pretty relevant fights, I think, at 185. If, like, you know, be around top yeah. 10-ish, you know. And, you know, and again, I think you can also look at Kamzat and and you can look at this performance and be like, well, not very strong for, I mean, really, the rest of his career, he's just, like you said, starched everybody except for Gilbert Burns. But even the Burns fight, he was fighting uncharacteristically like himself, but it was still like a barn burner fight. Like those guys were just going at it. Yeah. This is the first time he's had kind of like a lackluster performance, but I do think you can look at his opposition and be like, well... He was fighting like, you know, one of the best welterweights of all time. Someone that a lot of people haven't looked super great against, right? When you look at Usman's losses, he has two losses to Edwards, right? And and one was, you know, at the last at the last round when he was losing the entire fight. The other one was close. The second fight he just the second fight was close, but he just got outpointed. I can't remember what his first was. I think it was in the UFC. UFC. Honestly, I yeah. think my thing with Cam's I was okay, real talk, I went back and watched it again. Um I thought it was a draw because <laughs> I thought he lost the second and third round. I also I think yeah. though that like one of the third round, the third round was a little bit closer than the second, mm-hmm. but I also thought the first round, I don't think it's that much of a slam dunk that he got a 10, eight. I understand why it's a 10, eight. Um, the, yeah. major- the fan base also, it uh, looks like majority of them scored it. Uh, not majority. 38% of the fan base scored it. Um, a draw. 26% for Chimeyev and then 14% for Usman. Those people obviously didn't give it a 10-8 in the first, is what we're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then most of the media was towards Chimeyev, um, honestly. I uh, I think there's a lot, there's some red flags here, buddy, that we need to point out with this guy that is starting to add up a little bit, okay? I think he fights, he fought really undisciplined against Gilbert. That was a very close fight, by the mm-hmm. way. You can go back and watch sure. it. That was a very close fight. Um, yeah, I think he, he went and missed weight by like 10 pounds, Mark. We don't talk about this enough. And like, he missed by like 10 fucking pounds. And then like this one, like he, he blew his wad, right? Like, that's it. He blew his wad. I'm going to, I don't know what the other option is besides blew his wad because Mm -hmm. the hand being broken thing, maybe it's broken. Maybe it was just sprained. I don't know. The guy was high, was doing like bro hugs with the warlord afterwards, getting on his plane with no bandages and no inflammation. I don't know, man, I broke my hand into, I broke my hand, blew up like a softball. Not saying he wasn't hurt, but I'm saying that sounds like why he didn't punch. He didn't even try a takedown. He wasn't, it was like he was failing. He wasn't doing stuff. He was failing to act. You know what I mean? That's not the same thing as like my hands compromised. I can't, it's not working. So there's all that. And also on top of, and also before we get into the warlord stuff, Motherfucker's not the number one contender. Like, it's Drickus. Like, you cannot jump over Drickus. No. Drickus, I know they're saying he's going to get a title shot for this win. You can't. Uh, Sean Strickland had a really nice. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of profanity. I'm going to see if I can find it real quickly. Uh, Sean Strickland's reaction to this, um, to this guy being number one contender, made me laugh a little bit. Um, oh, here we go. He doesn't deserve a. T- he doesn't fucking deserve a title shot. But here we are. Give it to him. He sells a lot of fights. I'll fucking fight the man for five rounds. But no, he has not earned it. He doesn't fucking deserve it. And getting a decision with the welterweight off the couch does not fucking earn it. Mr. Strickland has summarized my feelings greatly. I would just like to point out that the other guy we're talking about here, who somehow is his grave crime that Drickus has done, wasn't the racist dog whistling. By the way, that wasn't the crime. 
His grave crime was he wasn't able to turn around in seven or eight weeks to fight no. five rounds against maybe the second greatest middleweight this co- this company in sports ever fucking seen. That man knocked out Robert Whitaker inside of two rounds. What are we even talking about, Mark? Like, how is this even a debate? Who's the next title contender? I mean, there is none for me. I never, <laughs> I I never got this whole thing where like he was getting, you know, ostracized out of getting his title shot because of you know him not taking the short turnaround or whatever. So I mean, I think he is the number one contender. We talked about it last week. Like, look, they were billing this as a number one contender, but that only I said like, look, let's see how he performs. Yeah. If he doesn't perform well, the UFC will just be like, ah, it doesn't deserve it. It wasn't a good performance, whatever. I mean, the UFC, the stuff's not like. It's not WWE where he signed some contract or something where he's like the number one. Your accomplished, your accomplished only count that night. Whatever they feel like exactly. the next day, it doesn't matter. So I mean, I, I think uh, DDP. I think is the more interesting fight. Um, and like you said, because because Kamzat, you know, this performance wasn't awe inspiring, and even if it was, it was already kind of like, well, he hasn't really been in this division that long. He hasn't really earned his way like these other guys have, like Drickus. Zero rank because he wins. just knocked out. He knocked out. Robert Whitaker, that's super impressive. That I think demands that he gets the next title shot. Um, and I think it's a more interesting, you know, fight than Strickland and Kamzat. I think Kamzat needs another 185er, maybe a Costa fight if Costa can heal up or something like that. Um, that you know, actually would make sense. Needs, that's the fight. Yeah, he just, yeah, or Cannoneer. Cannoneer's right up there. You know, he needs to, to he needs to get a big scalp at 185. Someone that's fought in these guys before. He needs so we can really get win. a measuring stick. He needs a yeah. rank. Look, okay, let me just recap for a moment here what we got going on here. I know this has never been a pure meritocracy. I'm not an idiot, okay? The guy challenging for the 185-pound title will have zero ranked wins, right? That's <laughs> what we're talking about here? Zero ranked wins for Cam, for Camzat, right? Zero. The guy yeah, challenging. For, they give Usman a ranking now, and then they say like, "Oh, now in retrospect." Oh, they'll, they'll find so a way. Much. They'll find a way. Okay, the guy fighting for the welterweight championship in December has got zero wins over any ranked, currently ranked UFC welterweight. Let's talk about Colby. Zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. The guy who's going to fight the bantamweight champion is ranked number six, while the number one contender is fighting another person. For no apparent reason. Instead. Talk about Marab, right? Yeah. Why do we call any of these things anything? Just like, just book them. Who cares? Why are we having rankings? Just book the fucking fights you want. What are we even doing? Like, what? Why am I supposed to take any of these rankings seriously at this point? At all? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't hate that every now and then we might get a championship fight and the guy might ranked, might be ranked fourth or fifth, yeah. especially when we have a dominant champion that's kind of ran through the paces. I, 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 it's kind of interesting every now and then, but literally when you're going down the line and it's like, oh, none of these guys are fighting the most earned guy, the guy that should be fighting for the belt. And it's, you know, it's more silly because like it's all in house, right? Like this is all in the UFC. It's not yeah. like boxing where there's all these. No one's forcing them to do to anything like together. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like you, you made it this way. You gave them the number. You're the Why sanctioning body. You are your own sanctioning exactly. body. What are we doing? Like, it's just, but, anyway. Yeah. Okay, before we move on for this side. Okay, I know I talk about the Warlord thing a lot um, because it needs to be said. I know there's a lot of fighters who take money from this guy and all this shit and the guy in the main Islam does and yada, yada, yada. This dude is in deep, Mark. Kamzat is mm-hmm. in deep with this guy. Like, 
His more the, the warlord kids are in his corner. Okay, he's this dude has bought him three three cars. He flew him back to Chechnya on a plane afterwards. This man uh, surrendered his Swedish citizenship. Okay, to like he can't get he can't fight in this country. I'm not the only one saying it now. People are saying there's multiple sources saying Kamzak can't fight in this country. By the way, on top of everything else, Sean Strickland should not agree to fight this motherfucker in Abu Dhabi. Okay, no champion should be on the road. Okay, no one should. I'm still in awe that uh, Islam agreed to defend that title in Australia against uh, Volk. Right? I do not. It's been like four years, Mark, and I'm still unhappy that they made uh, Jessica Andrade fly to China eight weeks after winning the strawweight title to fight Wei Lee there. Like, Sean Strickland is from the United States of goddamn America, and he'll tell you that every day. The belt's there, Kamzat. That's where the champion wants to fight. He's from Riverside. He wants to fight in L.A. Or he wants to fight in Vegas. Well, does, he only get, does he only get a fight in Riverside, or is it just not No, I'm just saying, like, you shouldn't have country. to, like, okay, like, I'm, I don't know. I just, there's a lot going on with this guy. The UFC's out here, like, skirting state department sanctions to fight to get these guys fights in abu dhabi they're banning anytime anybody said anything about palestine even was positive this motherfucker talked about peace and then he started speaking in fucking russian and asked for kadyrov to send him to the fucking front right. lines to fight israel like first of all if your hand is too broken to take down kamara usman you're not a fucking soldier so let's just let's just calm down here a little bit yeah, sure. i just i don't like i don't like any of this don't like any of it, but I'm sure he'll be fighting Sean Strickland. And, and, and by the way, if his hand's broken, probably sounds like Drickus should fight for the belt. Just saying. I mean, it makes all the. I mean, I think I think Sean is ready to go, right? So why not? Yeah. Why keep that guy? March. Down? So you want to make him? What, 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 what do you want to fight? February? What are we gonna do? We want to? Or wait, yeah. are we gonna, is Kamzat's yeah. broken hand gonna be fixed by March? So they make that just make Strickland fight him in Saudi Arabia? Is that what we're gonna do? Because that's a thing. Could line up. That's a thing. Um. Yeah, um, I'm interested in, I came out of this fight with more questions than, than I had before about Kamzat, and I came out of this fight thinking, I'd like to see Usman find a, find a middleweight that's like number 12, 13 maybe. Let's see what we can do in like four months. Huh? Sure. Let's do that. Um, all right, the rest of this card just starts getting bad, Mark. <laughs> a lot of ridiculousness. What do we make of this Johnny Walker one where Magomed Ankalev threw... What I would call an intentional illegal knee, because that didn't look on accident at all. Yeah. And then Johnny looked like he had somewhat recovered. And then they went and had him talk to a doctor yeah. without a translator. And Johnny speaks decent English. Okay, whatever. And I guess the doctor said him what said what country you're in. And Johnny was like, I wanted to say Abu I didn't want to mess it up, but I know Abu Dhabi is not the name of the country. It's the name of the where yeah. I had. So I just said in the desert. And then they just said I couldn't fight. And like, then there was Johnny was, then Johnny was pushing security and then Magomed's just an asshole. He starts pushing people. And then like Dana White had to get in the cage to calm everybody down. His doctor really seemed like they fucked up that fight, I guess. I don't even know what to make of this. Like what happened? Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where <laughs> he asked him kind of a tough question. <laughs> he asked him, you, you have to ask them a question, you know, they know. That's just like the most common knowledge. And I think when you're fighting overseas, maybe that's not because it usually like, where are you? Or like what country are you in? It usually isn't that tough, but like they don't talk about being in the United Emirates of whatever. Yeah. United, Ar United Arab Emirates. Yeah. Emirates. Yeah. That's 
look, that's a little tough at, when you've been in a cage fight. Because, like, like you said, like, he probably knew, like, okay, I know I'm in Abu Dhabi because, like, we've been talking about this fight in Abu Dhabi forever. But, like, he, I think that's not the country. I can't remember what the country is. It was just a little bit of a confusing why, question. Why are we doing a I, cognitive test at all? Why isn't it just, like, his motherfucker's fucked up? It should be a DQ. Also, why wasn't it a DQ? I didn't get that either. Well, <laughs> yeah, there should be that. And it could. It really just should be, like, can you... Like, are you okay to fight or something? You know, because he did. He took the knee. It was an illegal knee, and it was it was pretty flush. But he took it well. Like, he did not look concussed, or he looked like seriously damaged. And obviously, like once he got word that like the doctor was calling it off, he was very confused. And I think all the and again, it's like one of these things. Like, you know, you don't want these fighters pushing officials. That's not what you're supposed to do. But like, you could tell from his body language. At least I could. That like, I don't think he was seriously threatening. The referees, but he was trying to show, like, I want to fight. Yeah, he, like, pa- he passed the what the fuck I, test. <laughs> yeah, how, how can I physically embody someone that is prepared to fight? What if I run at this guy right now? Like, I'll fight you right now. I'm totally geared up and mentally ready to continue this fight. And I think that's where the pushing came from. And I think, like, Magomed took it, like, because I don't think he was trying to be like, oh, I want to fight you. I hate you or whatever. The body language is right. Like, I want to fight. I'm still good to fight. And then Magomed took it, like, super personal too and then like it started getting heated and it started just getting effing weird and it's just like one of those it was just a bad call why didn't they just um, start it back just, i don't understand why they didn't just start the fight back up there's not like this the ufc's got anybody I, to answer to but i don't understand what we also um, there's no like there's no these, five there's no five minute recovery period apparently by the way for getting need illegally it's whether you can go or not like that's it and also i, I didn't i well, I don't, I don't, I don't, why? I don't know why that's a rule. Why you well, it's get, never, you no, get it's just like, I think it's like whether you can, I mean, that's not the same as like you're being, there's no, you don't recover from a concussion in five minutes, I think is what they're saying. Like either you're damaged or not. Anyway, they should just have them fight again. Just have them fight again. Yeah, I think that's the easiest. By the way, 24 right. minutes of K of actual fight time in the star main card. 24 minutes. Yeah, it was quick. And 15 of them were in the, for that one fight. Just saying. Yeah, um, all right. Uh, is Ikmar Ali Skerov, another guy hanging out with the Warlords, got a cloudy eye and he knocked out Worley, Al- Worley Alves real quick. Cool. Good for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he said he wanted to fight Marvin Vittori. Sure. I don't care. It's fine. It's much better yep. fighter than much better sense. fighter than Worley Alves. If you do a flying knee at Marvin Vittori, he's going to take you down. So I'd like to see what yeah. happens. Uh, the least good Nurmagomedov, bit harsh, I know. Choked the dude out in 73 seconds. Which should tell you how non-deserving of a pay-per-view slot the other guy was. Um, sure. Muhammad Mikhaev, uh choked out Tim Elliott. Trevor Peak started barking at Muhammad Yaya about halfway through the second round. Mark, you should go watch this. Trevor Peak is one of my favorite, uh, not good fighters to watch. Man throws standing okay. hammer fists sometimes when he's chasing after guys. It's real stabby. Okay, I it's might excellent. Have seen him fight. Yeah, okay. um, he started barking like a dog at Muhammad Yaya. That was excellent. Um, he just kind of took the will out of him doing that. That was pretty cool. Um, the original fight where the doctor fucked the fight up was poor Victor Henry's getting his fucking nuts kicked into the next zip code um, by uh, Javid Basharat. Uh, Javid. Um, uh, so Victor Henry got kicked in the nuts and then this shitty doctor tried to tell him you didn't get hit in the nuts. And then he said, and then poor uh, Trevor, uh, poor Henry. Victor Henry, with a, a voice in an octave you'd expect from a man who got, got kicked in the pill, says, no, nah, man, it was all it was all dick and balls. <laughs> um, he had to go to the hospital for what was they're calling a testicular uh, ultrasound, which 
Marcus, that's a terrifying mm-hmm. combination of words. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know if you did. Um, that was, and uh, Basharat is claiming this man wanted out of the fight. Uh, Josh Barnett, uh, Henry's cornerman, was like, his balls swelled to the size of an orange. So he definitely got hit in the balls. Um, he does not have permanent damage to his nuts or pills, as he put it. My pills are not permanently right, damaged. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, Cedric's, Dumas, Abu, Azatarov, just like pulling hair was just happening a bunch in this fight. Just a bunch of hair pulling. That was that was the thing. Um, and then at one point, DC says, are we sure you're not allowed to pull hair? And I'm like, DC, if, I, if nobody knew who you were, they'd wonder, why does the guy who doesn't know anything about fighting commentate fighting? Like, DC doesn't know the rules. <laughs> the, yeah. the sport yeah. he was one of the greatest ever. One of the greatest <laughs> ever. Um, the most common underdog bet in the land was Mike Breeden over Anshul Jubil. Anshul Jubil being the first Indian guy fighter in the UFC, or first Indian fighter off of the Dana White thing, with a very padded record. Um, got tired, got knocked out. Third round by Mike yep. Breeden. All of us made money. It's great. Um, Mike Breeden fought with a staph infection. Muhammad Naimev, Nathaniel Wood, Muhammad Naimev, cage grab, nut shot, grabbed the inside of the guy's glove, uh, didn't lose any points, won a decision, also fought with staph infection. Victoria Dudakova said she had staph in uh, an area she was not comfortable discussing where. Best case scenario, her ass. You decide if you want to assume worse than that. She fought with a staph infection. My poor girl, Jin Yu Frey, lost the decision. Deserved better than fighting someone with a staph infection. Uh, Shara Magomedov got a real, like, gifted. Some of that score, the scorecards in that one were garbage, too. He did not win that third round. He may not have won the second round. He got three 30-27s. That's when everybody started betting on all the local favorites, Mark, at that moment. Because mm. fuckery was, was a foot. Um, this is a colossal disaster of a card, quite frankly. Um, the only good thing that came out of it, I'd say, is that Islam Makachev silenced a bunch of people who I don't know I don't know who these people are Mark that are Islam Makachev doubters like that he think he's like so they say he didn't fight anybody good on the way to the title it's because none of them would fight him they all refused to fight him they all turned down fights with him and then he beat Charles Oliveira and Alex Volkanovsky twice so what the fuck you want from the man he's gonna beat Justin Gaethje's ass too if you want him to you want to bring up Dustin Poirier he beat his ass too none of these guys are beating him none of these old well lightweights who are under third or fourth title shot are beating him let me just write that down right yeah. now like a, with a fucking bullet, okay? It's not happening. They're not beating him. No way, okay? They're, none of them are stopping his takedowns. They're all getting choked. There I'm you with go. you. There you go. Um, this is a bad card. I mean, on, on paper, they, they try to save it. You know, they, they did the best they could with some audibles. But, you know, we, we talked about it, you know, the week before that it was – not quite worth the, you know, the dollars they were asking it for. It wasn't worth it before people started getting hurt, I thought. Because, again, two belts. I need two belts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I need two belts. And then I, I think at the end of the day, it's just like what you ultimately got was just a lot of – you got a shit show, right? And, like, sometimes that's kind of – it's interesting because of the history, because of, like, these different weird calls that you normally don't see. It just being kind of like an oddball – you know, doctor stoppages and all this hair pulling and all the rule breaking. And just like, you never knew what was going to happen next or what crazy thing was going to happen, like with the officials and stuff. But that's not, 
that's not why you pay $80 for a UFC card. You pay because you want to watch some good fights. The main event was you got a good KO. You got some fun. good finishes. But, you know, it just really didn't seem like it was it was yeah. worthy of what they're asking. People have so, this impression, yeah, man, that it's just like they just look at it in a vacuum. And they're like, well, look, Volk is better than Oliveira. Usman's better than Costa. Of course the fight got better. It's just like we're not going to take into the fact that no one's been training. Like these guys weren't ready. Yeah. They only, ready. only on paper, right? Yeah. Why are we training if they're supposed to believe these? Why? What's the point of training camp if we're assuming this is a one-to-one equal thing happening? You know what I'm saying? So, sure. Um, UFC is not back next week. UFC is going to be back the week before, the week after that, with a pretty sick fucking main event, if I do say so myself, Marcus, of Jolton Almeida versus Derek Lewis returning to Brazil. The people of Brazil deserve, Brazil deserve way better than this shitty card, though. Okay? The main event is good. After that, it's terrible. Bonfim, I like Gabriel Bonfim. Yep. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's not, not worthy of a live card. You know, I kind of expect more. This is, you know what? At least they're not charging people money to fucking watch it on pay per view. That's true. A uh, week Thank after God. that, uh, Madison Square Garden, two title fights. They managed to get John Jones and Stipe paid and put a whole nother title fight, Mark. Don't tell me it's not possible. I'm just saying, don't tell no, me it's, it's not possible. It's, it's it's possible. Maybe you got to do a pay-per-view every two months also, instead of every month. You know that, that one just goes right off a cliff, though. After that fight, just <laughs> right off a cliff after those yeah, two. Times. I, I like I like Jessica and Dern. That's actually not yeah, bad. Jessica and Draj and Mackenzie. Dern but event. again, for pay-per-view, eighty dollars. I'm really paying for two. I fights shouldn't here see again, so anybody without a Wikipedia page on a pay-per-view, even if they're not on the main card. Just saying. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, in an ideal world, it's like we have two title cards, we have two title fights, right? And those other three fights are like our main event worthy or I'm excited to watch each of these. I mean, really, Derek Lewis and Derek Lewis and Jolton Almeida would be the third fight in a correct world. Exactly. Exactly. Like, look, that's not that fight in and of itself is fine. But on a pay-per-view, it's like that's strong, you know, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I like you, Bobby, like we get them kind of few and far between. The UFC is capable of putting them on, but. You know, I, I like these cards where it feels like an actual pay-per-view card, right? And some of these feel like like this this New York one's not bad, but these next three fights are just kind of like, all right, where well, I want every fight to be what's I wanted was like it was Gaethje and um Chandler was the third fight. It was like so if the third fight is stylistically more exciting than your two title fights, that's a pay-per-view. Yeah. It's like I have two fights that actually mean something and have relevance in them and actually are going to change so Know, the division and the history of the sport to some degree. And I have a fucking barn burner fight that like I would pay a pay-per-view just to see this fight. That's what we'd like. But by the way, apologies, people. We got a little bit of uh, internet issues, but go ahead and blame Astound Comcast or hell, blame Microsoft Teams. Not our fault. We're doing our yeah, best. Yeah, we're getting a little choppy. We're doing our best here. Um all right. Um I don't really think I was much I was trying to think of any news I saw besides Justin Gaethje arguing with fans that Abu Dhabi is safer than D- Denver, which is certainly a thought to to have if you're a fucking idiot sure just you know i'm the middle eastern guy here ask the middle eastern guy about middle east okay don't listen to justin gaethje okay let me tell you about the fucking middle east all right um but don't worry Kamzat's gonna go fight a war and we'll be okay we're gonna be okay um all right we're doing um a couple of the one thing of news i did heard that i actually think was interesting at least for the people who like wrestling or are older mma fans matt riddle is gonna go fight again Matt Riddle apparently is talking to PFL, and he's talking Mm -hmm. to BKFC. They're going to be drug testing with USADA. I don't think Matt Riddle is going to pass 
I'm not. I want to cast make accusations, but he's much bigger than he was ever at a as a UFC fighter, like muscle wise. Sure. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Um, and Usada, we know, is useless. And PFL joining Usada, signing Usada, looking real stupid these days. Just putting that out there. I like BKFC for Riddle personally. I think. Sure. I they, think him and uh, him and Perry could have a lot of fun too. I think that'd be good on the mic together. I think that's a fun fight, and it it has always seemed like Bare Knuckle has been very a little bit more open with their contracts. So if he wanted a contract, and maybe he could go wrestle somewhere, it seems like they'd be a little bit more open. Where the PFL, it, it, it's remained to be seen how open their those contracts are. But we'll I know see. he lives but in like, Ve- yeah. I think he lives in Vegas, and he was like, I think I saw him training at I want to say Extreme Couture. Like even while he was still fighting, like wrestling, he still trains pretty. Sure. Very good fighter, honestly. When he was he when he went out, he was like number he was, seven. He was great. Yeah, he was number seven when he went out. Dana White just didn't like that he smoke weed. Yeah. Matt didn't really make his Matt honestly didn't help his own case at times there. And right now he's got a lot of problems. I know, like depending yeah. on who you ask, he's, um, still seems problematic. But we'll, we'll see what happens. It's interesting. MMA will take your problematic people. It's fine. Well, Greg sure. Hardy got UFC fights. That's the measuring stick here. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then the other thing is this weekend, coming to you f- back in fucking Audi- Abu Dhabi, aren't we? Are we in Abu Dhabi yep, for this yeah. one? Take that uh, plane right back around. <laughs> uh, some of these guys who judge this car poorly are going to judge that one poorly, I'm sure. Francis Ngannou, Le Predator, is going to fight. Uh, oh, sorry, they're in Saudi Arabia. I apologize for confusing my for confusing my Arabs. I apologize. I'm Middle Eastern. No one's ever done. I'm Persian. No one, no Persian person's ever con- no apologized for anything. That mistake. No one, no Persian person's ever apologized for confusing Arabs in their lives, by the way. Just letting you know that. That's a real big step I took right there. Um, I am trying to figure out where the what time the, what, what what this costs, to be honest with you, Mark. Um yeah, I don't remember. It's on ESPN Plus. I was hoping for Fight TV. I have no idea how much this costs. I got 40 bucks for them, is what I'm getting at. Um it's at 10 a.m. the main card, Pacific time. Fuck you. It's $80? Fuck there you. you it's $80. Fuck you. Fuck. ESPN, you fucking crooks. All right? Eat shit. All right? I'm watching this thing. Just going to say that. I'm watching Everyone's it. watching it. Does Francis, all be does, Francis, it. does Francis have a website where I can buy a t-shirt? That's who I'm trying to give money to here. Okay? Is Francis Ngannou. I'm going to go buy some Francis Ngannou merch. That's what I'll do. I got forty dollars yeah, of sure. merch. I got forty dollars between the T-shirt and shipping for whatever. Fran- I know he's got a Roots to Fight T-shirt. That's forty dollars right there. I'll buy that instead. Eighty dollars, Mark. This guy never fought before in boxing. People, what the fuck? I mean, I mean, for a freak show, that's a that's a costly freak show, my man. I mean, the highest tier of freak show though. This is about as freaky as your freak show is going to get. But that's a lot of money for. One fight because I don't know who else is. I don't know who the guy is. Yeah, I have no interest in watching anything else. (laughs) I'm going to try to see the odds here. Um, Under the category elite boxing, okay, Bovada's got jokes. Minus sixteen hundred Tyson Fury, plus eight twenty five Francis Ngannou. You motherfuckers betting on Francis Ngannou. I can't even get ten to one because all of you are taking these weird ass flyers on Francis. Eat shit, man. Okay, how is Francis? Plus 825 to win and only plus 800 to win by knockout. What the fuck? Okay. How are my odds get worse when I'm picking is going to win by knockout? You people all kiss my ass who are betting on this fight. I should be able to turn $5 into $80 minimum on this fight. It's bullshit. 
will this fight go to distance? Yes, it's five to one. That might be the best bet, man. They might just pity patter for fucking ten rounds here. I could see Tyson kind of. You know, be wild. Yeah, and it's not going to happen. But like this dude already has the Usyk fight signed. Like that's happening, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if Francis gets him? What kind of calamity would it be if Francis beats this man? Like, woo. I mean, it, it, that it, that would be that'd be fantastic. I mean, that what you know, to just to, just to see how the world crumbles around it. But like, it's so far from reality as far as I'm concerned. Honestly, the UFC is putting on no card. They got out of the way. I know. That's interesting. Yeah. They got out of the way. Yeah. Is it because they I don't want to piss off ESPN? Because this is on ESPN Plus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It could be. It, I don't. I mean, it is one of these things. Like, it, it's a freak show. I think there's a lot of promotion behind it. I think there's a lot of interest in it. <laughs> but it's also like the UFC, like, they could put on a, you know, an Apex card. And, you know, it's not like it probably wouldn't do as well because I'd imagine a good handful of people are. But again, the times, too. Like, this is going to be in the middle, like, in the afternoon. So, like, you still have, I don't. I don't know. It, it's I, I want to. I'm interested to see the outcome of the fight. Like I do think Tyson Fury is going to piece him up. I yeah. mean, Tyson. I think you have Tyson to. Tyson might be the best heavyweight boxer ever. It's a real time. possibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, I mean, but, but hey, like, do I want to see the world explode? Do I want to see Francis like get the big knockout and just stun everyone? That would be amazing, right? But it's just like it's it's so far from reality. I feel, um, but we'll see. You know, I, I imagine that you know. Tyson's going to box him up, and I think, you know... Put him away fifth, four or five rounds. Six this, round. maybe Six round. Yeah, just I think Francis will get tired. We're here for Francis thing. to get a big check, all right? Yeah. Granted, yeah. we thought yeah. we were going to contribute he, to the pay-per-view purchase. Now I'm thinking it's going to be the t-shirt money, yeah. okay? I mean, hey, we, we, we said it when, he, when, he, when, when the fight was official. Like, getting the fight, that was the win. He won. Yeah. As soon as they signed that dotted paper, and, you know, potentially when he cashes that check, realistically, you know, as long as it goes through... That's the win. You know, whatever happens <laughs> in case the, the fight, check doesn't clear. Doesn't, yeah, yeah mean, get that Saudi know, man. Get that Saudi man. Who knows bro. what happens, you know, but um, as long money, as he bro. doesn't get like seriously injured or super concussed, it's like you can walk away from this one. That's a big old win for Francis, regardless of how, what the outcome is. So yeah, that's what it is. Absolutely. Um, all right. I think we're going to do stuff we like because it doesn't look like mm-hmm. we have uh, much else going on in terms of fight wise. That is that card is that card is Saturday, right? I believe. Uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. um, the fury, the fury one is Saturday morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. only other thing going on is we got an Invicta card allegedly with an entire card to be announced this Friday or on a, in the front of Austin. So got a lot of stuff to figure There's out. A lot of stuff going on there. If you're looking at it, well, maybe MMA junkie just doesn't care. Um, but yeah, UFC's yeah. back next weekend before next weekend after that is the pay-per-view. We're going to have some fun then, but, uh, Let's do stuff we like because I think we're on the same page with at least one of the things. Um, yeah. You want to talk about Spider-Man? For, I, mean, you know, I imagine you're talking about Spider-Man and Mario. Do you want to talk about Mario first and we get into Spider-Man? Go from there? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. Um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, last week, lots of big games came out, but mostly it was Spider-Man and Mario Wonder. Both came out on Friday on the 20th. Uh, put more time into Spider-Man than I have Mario Wonder. Um but yeah, I guess we'll talk. I'll talk about Mario Wonder first because we can both talk about Spider Man. I think we're kind of in the same place because I haven't progressed as much as I wanted in Spider Man. Uh, so Mario Wonder, I've really enjoyed. You know, I do think a lot of people, Bobby included, and I think just a lot of people in the fan base are still disappointed. There's not a sequel to a 3D Mario, especially after Mario Odyssey, because there's so many people. I mean, that game was just so fantastic. Um, that's such a unique, creative 
uh, vision for that game. Even if they just wanted to do more of that and just did an Odyssey 2, I think people would be super happy with, or if they want to do a whole new 3D Mario game, people are just a little more excited than those. Then the 2D Marios, which Super Mario Brothers Wonder is, and I can understand the the lack of enthusiasm for this game, but it's mostly because they've done a lot of previous 2D games that just really haven't quite felt up to the mark of like a main franchise Mario game. Like it just doesn't seem like they put the love and care into it that you kind of expect from like these big Mario franchises. But Mario Wonder is different. Like you can tell they actually put time and money and effort into this. And I think you see that fairly early in the game with the animation. They put a lot of time and effort into making these characters and enemies in the worlds extremely charming and just fun to interact with. Like the facial animations that Mario and the enemies have just embody a lot more character and personality than we've seen in 2D Mario games in a while. And it just makes the whole experience more colorful, lifelike, enjoyable. And they've, you know, the main gimmick of this game is like they have these special power-ups that kind of drastically change the level, whether it gives you a unique ability for the rest of the level or just change how the environment changes or change music or background or contrast or how you play. They're doing something in each level to kind of like switch it up on you to kind of make it interesting too go through these levels, right? It's not just I'm going from point A to point B. Usually it's like I have to find some secrets. There's some stuff to uh, you know discover. And when you find it, it's worthwhile and interesting. Um, so I haven't played a ton of it. I think I got past like the first main world. Um, but just like, yeah, just super enjoyable. So, I mean, if you like Mario games, you're going to love Wonder. Like it, it, it's up there. And I think a lot of people are kind of saying like it feels more like a successor to Super Mario World than we've had in the past. Because like, after Super Mario World was like Yoshi's Island, and I never really got into Yoshi's Island. It just wasn't quite that same type of game. But Mario Wonder really takes that and it's like, look, what do you like about 2D Mario games, right? They feel great. They always just like the controls are super responsive. They just like Mario moves exactly how you want him to. And there's lots of little secrets. Like you try stuff out and it's like, oh, I didn't know this would yeah, open a beanstalk. Or if I did this, yeah. Are you playing it... On the console, on the handheld console, or are you plugging your Switch into the TV? And do you feel uh, it's uh, better a certain way? I mean, I mean, do you feel it's lacking, I guess, if you're doing one versus the other? Yeah, I haven't done, I haven't played handheld, so I've only played on the TV. Um, I thought it's been great. So I feel I, there's I, times I when I play some Switch games that I'm just like, <laughs> it's almost like it's too small. I, I don't know if I'm describing this well, but there's yeah. times where I feel certain games, they like didn't, they almost expect you to play on a bigger screen. At times. Yeah, I'd, and, and maybe this would feel that way just because you can do four-player co-op at once. So a lot of times when you have games like that, they do tend to kind of be a little bit more zoomed out. You're not zoomed in as much. And maybe on the handheld screen, it's not quite as, you know, as big as maybe you would like it. But I haven't tried it, so I can't personally tell you. And I haven't tried multiplayer either. I've just done single-player. Um, but so far, I've really recommended it enjoy it. Like, it's been one of the better Mario games I've played in a while. Well, I'm excited, um, man. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think you'll enjoy it, Bob. Um, I did want to mention a couple things before we get into Spider-Man. Um, Shorzy Season 2 comes out on Hulu at the end of this uh, week, I think on the 27th. And uh, that's the guys that did Letterkenny. Um, this was like their spinoff series. I really liked the first season, so I've really been looking forward to Season 2 coming out on Hulu. And I think they're going to drop all the episodes at once. At least I hope so. Um, and then I've been watching Lower Decks. Um, and that's been great. I've mentioned Lower Decks How many before. seasons in are there on Lower Decks, man? I think like four or five. There's quite a bit. Um, 
the worst thing is it's on Paramount Plus. So if you don't have Paramount, you can't really watch it. Um, well, I, I definitely do because I've been watching Frasier. I definitely paid for Paramount Plus. It's definitely what's happening. I mean, it's it's really good. I thoroughly enjoy it. I can't. And, and again, um, like I mentioned, when I first started watching it, you know, a while ago, like I'm not a Star Trek fan. Like I can give two Fs about Star Trek at all. I don't know any of the history or lore. That's just a good cartoon, regardless of your familiarity with Star Trek. So, uh, yeah, we can talk about Spider-Man now. Yeah. Um, real quickly, I did watch the first three episodes of Frasier. It's all right. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? It's okay. Okay. It's not bad. Yeah. It's just I would like. He's still Frasier. Mm-hmm. Just no one's there with him. Yeah, all the accoutrements are kind of. I, I gone, do right? enjoy the kid who's playing his brother. This isn't a spoiler, but Daphne and Niles, their son, um, is mm-hmm. on the show, and he's very much like his father. So he's kind of like, you know, he's not filling in those shoes. The best, yeah. His, yeah. his Frazier's son is kind of like his dad. He's more blue collarish. He's a firefighter, you know, yada yada yada, and like. His boss is very Roz-like. So there's kind of like, there's different like people that you kind of connect. I would very much like something. I would very much like, I know that like obviously Phaedra's dad, John Mahoney's passed away. And, you know, uh, it would be nice though if they could get uh, Niles, Daphne, Roz, or even Bulldog on there. Because I'm the biggest fucking Frasier fan, you know. it's I love that show. Makes me very happy. So anyway, Spider-Man. This game fucking rules, Mark. Just... I was I went yeah. in with high expectations and they were met. That's really all you can ask for at that point. I had high expectations. They did not disappoint. It looks amazing. The gameplay is amazing. Um, the additions they made with like the wing thing, they give you the wings. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like the wind tunnel yeah. thing. Um, I do like being both Spider Guy Spider Man, though it does for me create an interesting dilemma skill point wise, where I don't know if I want to commit too much to one guy. So I'm trying to like mm-hmm. evenly distribute as I load up their skill set as we go forward. Because right. you don't know, it's still in story mode. You don't know, we're probably going to need both these guys. I don't want either one of them to be lacking. Um, I just think they did a really good job. And like I saw Stefan, you know, former pod, well, still forever podcast member. But Stefan said, is it game of the year? And I'm like, contender. And I'm like, well, I'm not the right guy to ask. I don't play games like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you probably get the feeling. I'm like, well, I get the impression if people like the first one and the first one was game of the year, this one's in that conversation too, probably. But I'm mm-hmm. imagining like Baldur Gate and like there's a couple other games in that discussion as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, there's some games that you haven't played. I haven't played. Yeah. I'm sure there's other conversations. Though. For me, this is the best shit I've played in since probably since the last one. Mm-hmm. So I fucking loved it. I think I think everything about everything, about every part about it's cool. I forgot some stuff story wise, even when they played the recap, it mm-hmm. did not help. When they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, who's the deaf girl? I just did not remember that. And I also don't, I still mm-hmm. don't remember how Aunt May died. Just putting that out there. Not sure. Like they didn't yeah. get that, that clear. <laughs> don't totally remember. Don't remember exactly. that either. Something but happened. I loved it, man. I think, it, I mean, I'm, I think I said I was 12% when I told you maybe, I think is what I said. Yeah. I haven't played since mm-hmm. then. I played a bunch on Friday night. Would have played more if my PlayStation didn't let me down and not download it. And I had to wait the extra 40 minutes there. Not cool. Um, but yeah, man, this is what I, my brother said, I need you to beat the game so I can just take your PlayStation and play it. And I'm like, you might be waiting a bit because it takes me a while to beat games, but you're, you, you, he's the reason I have a PlayStation. So yeah. I can do it. <laughs> it's, uh, I heard it's not super long. I mean, I think most people even doing everything were saying like, I think like if you, if you just try to do the story stuff, it's like 20-ish hours. If you do like everything, it's 30. 
So it's it's big. It's not super massive. Like you know, it's not sixty or hundred hours like some of these RPG games are. Um, and I would say personally, I've really enjoyed it. I, I do think it's probably going to be my game of the year. I, I just and, and Spider the first Spider Man was when it came out, and I think that was the same year that God of War came out too. I just liked. Being when you say in game the of the year, you mean your own uh, personal? Like you're saying when it was was that yeah. mean your personal one or won awards and shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. It. Um, it was nominated. I don't think it won most people. So I think I think that's the year God of War came out. I think God of War kind of swept most of them. But for me, it was just like, and I'm not even a big Spider-Man fan. It was just like being in that world and really feeling like Spider-Man. Like you, I mean, he really. When you play this game, you really feel like you embody that character. Just how he moves around, just how he flips around and stuff, how he feels with his powers and his abilities, and and the, I think the story is great. It just it just hits all those beats that I personally enjoying games when it's like a strong narrative game there's a big open world to kind of explore and have fun with and for this game in particular it didn't sell me right at first um this game kind of does what the first game does but i liked it more in the first game where they kind of just throw you right in and it's kind of like you're coming in at the climax of something right like you have a big spectacle climax boss fight you're showing the first one you fought kingpin and this one i don't want to spoil it because they they were a little cagey with who this first villain was that you fight in the game. They didn't show that off until like the week before the game came out in a trailer. Like, oh, look, look, look at this villain that you didn't necessarily know was in the game. I thought that part was interesting. I enjoyed it, but like it just it felt a little rushed. Like, like you said, like Bob, like if you had played, like they didn't really ease you into it. It's just like, we're doing this. It's a big, huge thing we're gonna do for the next, you know, 40 minutes. We're gonna have a big epic battle. Um, I like the Kingpin one. This one didn't quite sink its claws into me as much. The game really kind of got into me when it kind of had the slower moments, which it's having more and more of where you're playing as Miles or you're playing as Peter and you're kind of just exploring a space, whether you're exploring, um, you know, the house they live in or you're in some kind of like uh, kind of environment where you're kind of just like getting lore. That stuff really kind of like embodies like, these characters a little bit more you kind of see that other side of them a little bit and that kind of drew me into the game a little bit more like okay now i'm seeing more of what's going on in peter's life or what's going on with miles life and how their relationships are going and that was kind of and then they they introduced harry fairly early on and i thought that some of that stuff was kind of cute and some of the flashback stuff so now that the game's kind of gotten going and i still haven't gotten the symbiote suit so there's a lot of stuff to continue to do um i'm barely just scratching the surface kind of in the honeymoon phase but i've really been enjoying it um and these are you know this type of game is something that you know i really look forward to it i I think for me unless it kind of you know has some more sputtering moments or doesn't quite live up to the rest of what i've played so far like i think this is kind of like yeah the game i'm going to enjoy the most this year although there's still a handful of good games coming out still um speaking of alan wake 2 comes out at the end of the week UFC's coming out. That's not going to be game of the year. <laughs> it will absolutely not. But mostly I will at some point I am going to get it and play it. I just I think it looks better than 4. Um it's just so, really disappointing. Alan Wake, <laughs> back to Alan Wake because Alan Wake is a game you told me uh you let me you handed it to me and said, "Hey, you're going to really like this." And I did. I borrowed it, I played it. It was great. It was the one where you're out by the lake and shit. The flashlight. And like, yeah, that whole huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then they put it out again. They have a flashlight. That's the main mechanic. They put a game out again. They've done. For PS5. They've done remasters. Okay, remasters. Yeah, they had like a remaster. So now we're doing a yeah. full on sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might be interested. I liked the first one. I don't remember anything about how much. I remember I had a really. I remember being like, wow, Mark was right. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's from the guys that made Max Payne. Uh, Remedy. That's who why made you the told game me made, to play it. <laughs> they made, they made, they made Max Payne one. I think Rockstar made Max Payne two. Um, their most recent game was this game called Control, which was really a really interesting sci-fi game. We, was it free? We play as a redheaded girl. It, it was on Plus. At I some think point. I might have been in. I played a little bit on that. Yeah, but like. It, what I like remedy is they make really good third person shooters. Like their gunplay, like the way their, their guns feel and how they fire, I think is really good. And it's one of the reasons why I liked Alan Wake is it's like the pop on his revolver just in his shotgun, just sound more authentic than most games. Um, and Alan Wake too, a lot of people didn't think this game was going to get made. Cause it's like the first game came out on 360. There wasn't a lot of fanfare um, for a sequel necessarily, but control kind of played with this idea of like, they made both of them, by the way, supernatural. They put they, they made one, they made two, one and two, and the okay, guy the who's the creative the guy who's creative director of Remedy is Max yeah. Payne. I'm looking yeah, at this motherfucker's face. He is Max mm-hmm. Payne. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He does. The, he did the voice and the face. Um, but yeah. So I mean, Remedy just does top quality work. So I think Alex Alan Wake two looks really good. Um, and then the UFC. Like I just, you know, it's disappointing that for these for this next update you know ufc five the ufc just is disappointing not... is the takeaway you should take from this podcast <laughs> well and i think and i think ea is disappointing and i think when they get these these you know when they have the license of a, of a major thing you know i've heard it from people that play madden and fifa it's just like when there's no competition there's really little motivation for them to make big swooping adjustments to make the games better um so i mean look five looks better than four I, some of the stuff they're doing with Locking the submission hope. game looks cool. The damage looks cool visually. It looks stronger, but it's like there's areas of this game that need massive like work when it comes to the clinch game, when it comes to the groundwork, and when it comes to the ground and pound and the finishing of the ground and pound. Like, I think they just need to put more time into their animations. We're still seeing the same animations from UFC two, three, and four, and the new stuff they add in looks great. There's just not enough of it, so we'll see. Um, I'll let you know when I end up, you know, playing that one, which probably won't be for a couple more weeks. But uh, yeah, that's what I got this week. Um, my, I mean, I'm just looking at the Remedy Entertainment plan going forward, and I see Control Two, I see something called mm. Condor, and then I see Max Payne and mm. Max Payne Two Remake Compilation. People, this is gonna be the most serious thing I ever tell you. Okay, I want another Max Payne game, and I want it from these people. If we all buy this compilation, they're going to have to make a new Max Payne game, okay? If Maybe. It's, okay, that's how this works. People buy this, and they're like, fuck, I guess people still like Max Payne. And then there's Max Payne 4. They might even call it Max Payne 3, even though Max Payne 3 exists, even though that's not related to Max Payne on any level and is really to just use the name Max Payne. That's Max Payne 3 is like, I like, the, is like I, I liked, it was a great game, but it is like the Velma TV series of Max Payne's. They just use the character, okay? It's not really about it at any point. Um, yeah, Alan Wake 2 is what, a uh, month or so? Oh, shit, no, it's in four days. Uh, no, it's fr- Friday. Yeah. It's on Friday. You already buy it? Yeah. No, I think that in UFC, I'm going to wait until, um, you know, I just got Spider-Man. Black I got Friday, Baldur's I guess, Gate. It might I get be... like a buy two, get one half hour or something like that. Then. Could be a Black Friday, could be a birthday thing or something. We'll see. So. That's right. Um. All right, I think we are uh, we're done for it, folks. Um, well, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to preview uh, this Jolton Almeida Derek Lewis fight. Um, I think we all picked the same stuff this week. I don't think anything changed, if I remember correctly. 
Oh, yeah. We only picked the co in Maine. I think we all picked the favorites. And it worked out, I think. Who did anyone pick? Well, oh, and the Johnny Walker fight was in a contest, so no one wins that. Yeah. We all picked the same people in all three fights. So we'll there see. You go. But this come out the next week's interesting because I don't know. Right now, if I tell you, Mark, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because Jalton Almeida is really good at jujitsu, but Derek Lewis doesn't think Jer- Der- uh, jujitsu is real. So it's an interesting battle we're going to see because Derek Lewis might just get up. You don't know. He might just get up and say, no, mm-hmm. I refuse to accept this premise. Also, it was Derek Lewis with abs throwing flying knees. I'm talking myself into Derek Lewis is what I'm getting at right now, Mark. I'm, no, slowly, I don't mind it. Yeah, go I'm slowly talking myself into Derek Lewis. Um, all right. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, Mike is back. Me and Mark will be here um, to preview UFC fight night. The poor people of Brazil deserve better. That's the actual title right there. I'm going to go change Wikipedia so it says that. Mm-hmm. Until then, um, go buy Spider-Man, man. If you have a PlayStation 5, buy Spider-Man. If you got a Nintendo, yeah, go mean, buy uh, Mario. If you don't you if you don't have any of those two things, you have a PC, go buy the first, go buy the other Spider-Man game. Buy the first one. It's real you good. You do that too. And if you already beat that, beat uh, Miles Morales. These are all suggestions we have for you. For you to, s- to separate yourself from your money. All right? I was, I was Dr. Law. That was DJ Mark. See you all next week. Peace out. See ya. Yeah. How much money do we have to pay on the internet, pay for the internet for them to not let us down? Mark? What is this? Uh, they're letting us down. So who's letting us down for what? Comcast and astound. Yeah. Getting choppy. Now it's not choppy. We're here talking in the outro. People well, can hear us. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I was, by the way, yeah. I turned off the TV like because I'm like maybe it's me. Really early on. No, that's not it. <laughs> nope. Well, it might be on my end. Who knows? Nah, fuck Comcast. Comcast. All right, guys. Thank you. Goodbye.